Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey guys, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm Connie, your host, and I am sure glad you're here. I don't know what kind of a week you have had, but boy, mine has been a week from the pits of hell. That's not an understatement. I've just been going along and things have been coming out of left field, left, right, backward, sideways, upside down again. It's been a tough week. Uh, I've got a lot of um, experience this week in practicing what I preach, which I think is interesting because the Lord will always give you a chance to kind of test out what he's been teaching you and to see if you are going to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And so this has been a really trying week for me. I hope that it has been a good week for you. I hope that you have been at peace, but if you have not, this is definitely the place for you. This is definitely a place for anybody that has been beat up by the world and left wet and wiggly on the front porch. So today we're going to go back and continue addressing trials and suffering. I am totally interested in hearing your thoughts on this topic, hearing any questions you might have. Uh, The harder, the better. And the more real and the more honest, the better. I would love to pray over any question that you have. I promise I will not just shoot off an answer. I will think about it intentionally and I'll pray about it. And then I will get back to you. And maybe your question will be the topic of a next podcast. So keep that in mind. If you have a question about faith, regarding faith, regarding your personal walk, or the walk in general of believers or unbelievers, and you send that question to me through Instant Messenger on Facebook or the private messaging on Instagram, you could be the one that gives us a topic for the next show, and I look forward to hearing from you. So today we're at the point where trials and suffering is the connector of believers. And interestingly enough, what I mean by connector is if you picture a tapestry or a blanket, you have threads running through everything holding it together. So what I mean by a connector is that it is something that is a part of all of us. It connects one to another regardless of our closeness and vicinity or our relationship or our knowledge of one another, even if we are complete strangers on opposite sides of the universe, one connector that every believer has, and really 
Interestingly enough, every human, this common connector is suffering. And I like the term suffering, not that I like it, but I like it because it's broad enough to encompass everything, but it doesn't minimize the pain of anything. Did you catch that? So sometimes when people go through things, they feel like they don't have a voice or a right to feel sad or grieve or to get help or assistance because their suffering isn't big enough, hard enough, or painful enough, or so-and-so over here has suffered more, or so-and-so over here has lost more. And that's just not true. And the good thing about Jesus is that it doesn't matter what type of suffering you go through. It's painful. And that in itself is enough to matter to God. Your pain doesn't have to be my pain to be important. And I think we need to realize that because we can feel left out. We can really feel like we don't have enough bad stuff to bring to the table. So then we shouldn't need comfort or we shouldn't need encouragement or we should just be able to bounce back or we should just be grateful. But the reality is, is that each person on the planet is going to hurt to their maximum capability. And for some people, that's less pain than for others. But that doesn't mean that the pain itself is diminished because one person would feel it more intensely than another. And the good thing about Jesus is that it doesn't matter if you lost your job or you lost everything. That pain matters to him. And it matters immensely. And it isn't weighed out by the person that's suffering more than you. And you aren't less qualified to grieve because your problems aren't as important as someone else's. And so wherever you are right now with whatever you're going through, even if it's just the stress of life in a pandemic, that matters and that is worthy of encouragement and worthy of needing comfort. And it is okay to need those things. One thing that I have done this week a ton of is just in any free time that I've had, sit back in my recliner and shed a few tears and tell God, I know I should be praying, but I just don't know what to say. I love you. Help. And really just kind of repeating that, repeating those phrases. And as I did that, I wish I could tell you that the pressure stopped and the pain in my heart diminished, but it didn't. But there started to be along with the pain and the pressure, the presence 
of peace, the presence of the Lord. And I would kind of equate it to this painful dance. We often think that fear and doubt and anger and love and turmoil and peace and trust and and sorrow, those things don't go together. And, And naturally they don't. I'm way off topic and I'll try to get back. But at the beginning of every podcast, I pray that the Lord would give me the words to say and that I wouldn't say anything that he didn't, doesn't want me to say. And so I'm just going to go with this. We, we, we do that. We, we think that these things don't go together. And they, and they don't. Naturally, they don't. But supernaturally and spiritually, they do. We don't have to get rid of the grief to appreciate the Lord. We don't have to get rid of the sorrow to trust him. We don't have to not have fear to be obedient. We don't have to not be angry to love God. Those are feelings and feelings change. They're temporary. They're not reality. They have a physical manifestation to them. They make us feel certain ways and they make it harder to perceive what's really going on, especially when they're negative, but they don't diminish truth. Did you get that? Because this is important. These are the things that over time I've learned are foundational in hanging on when I'm suffering and hanging on when I'm going through it. And what I just said is key. We need to learn and to understand that you don't have to get rid of your feelings To be right with God. You don't have to get rid of your feelings. To be doing all that God has asked you to do. And feelings, having feelings, even negative feelings, bad feelings, anger, hate, uh, jealousy, fear, doubt, those don't diminish truth. They show your weakness. They show your need to cling to the Lord more. They show areas of confession that you need to have and and things you need to watch out for. But they don't diminish the truth in your life. And if you don't let them diminish that truth, then those two things can coincide together in this painful but beautiful dance. And it's getting to that place that's really hard. It's getting to that place of letting those things just be. And one doesn't cancel out the other because I'm feeling like I can't go on doesn't diminish that I know that I can. I'm just allowing there to be a place where the Lord can come in and he can see this vulnerable and this wounded part of me and it's him holding it together. Suffering is hard. It doesn't feel good. But it's the connector of humanity. And that's why it's a powerful testimony. That's why it's a powerful cause for rejoicing. Because suffering in and of itself is changing something. It's shaking something up. But suffering in the hands of God does something so immeasurable. If we give in to it, 
and it's the connector of people. It's that thing where if an unbeliever is suffering and a believer has suffered, there's an instant unity there, an instant bridge that can be built. If a believer is suffering and another believer has suffered, there is an instant unity there, an instant bridge that can be built. And those things are important because we can't get through life on our own. We need help. We need the encouragement of other people. We need the encouragement of truth. And there is one thing that regardless of your politics, your health, your gender, your age, your economic status, your marriage status, one thing that you can identify with every other person on the planet to some degree is suffering. And even bigger than that is how Jesus suffered when he came willingly to the earth and led a sinless life knowing that he was going to be betrayed, knowing he was going to be mocked and rejected, knowing that he was going to the cross. He knows suffering. And so not only does that connect us to every other human, it connects us to Jesus. And we don't get to pick and choose the parts of our life that we want to connect to Jesus. Jesus said that if you follow me, you will have trouble. He says that people will hate you because they hate me. That man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward. He talks about trouble and suffering in so many different ways. And we see it so many different ways through the Bible. The point that I want to make today is just your suffering matters. Your suffering matters to God. It's not something trite that, you know, he's pulling some name out of a hat and, oh, it's Billy Bob's turn to suffer. And then out of another hat, oh, cancer. It's not how it is. We can feel that way, and we can even believe that. But even that doesn't make it true. Because again, remember, your emotions don't negate truth. They can hide it. They can cover it up. They can make it appear as false. But truth is truth. Regardless of what you call it, regardless of what you say about it, regardless of if you believe it, it's still true. That's the hope of Jesus Christ. Nothing can change it. Why is this so important? Because not only is suffering this connector, but it's the one thing we have in common. You know, not no one's experiences are the same. No one's love is the same. No one's health is the same. No one's you know, suffering is, is, it's personal. It's personal and it's, it's unique. Just like every person is individual and they're special and there's not another one of you out there, there's not another one of your suffering out there. So in that fact alone, 
because suffering is is a massive thing that goes across all of humanity but yet your suffering is unique that means automatically that you have something to offer others and something to be gained through your suffering that no one else has the ability to so that means there are people that you are set to encourage that no one else can there are people that you are to witness to because of your suffering that no one else can and there is a part of Jesus that you get to know that is unique and personal no one else will have your relationship with Jesus it's sacred and it's unique and it's yours so it's a great thing that it's this broad connector but it's not so general that suffering isn't personal and powerful no suffering is general and widespread but your suffering individually uniquely matters to God your suffering individually and uniquely matters to the world and we have a lot of sayings about suffering and some of them are true some of them are not some of them are based in truth and some of them are based in, in anger and uh, selfishness but the thing that you need to remember everything about you matters to God everything about you matters to God and you are connected to every other believer and every other person through suffering you are connected to Jesus through suffering being connected means there's something in common there's a closeness there's a community there's comfort there's availability which all of those things if you were to dissect them down you could see this beautiful picture being created through suffering that no other vehicle has been able to deliver we don't like it it's painful it's hard it's taxing it's tolling it's miserable and it's frustrating but if you really look at it what through what other vehicle have more people been restored and turned around and brought up from the ashes and unified and redeemed besides going through suffering it also means that even if you feel very alone you are not alone you are connected to every other believer to every other unbeliever but more importantly to Jesus Christ himself and why would it be important for a believer to be connected to an unbeliever you may be wondering I think it's important because we through our suffering through our personal experiences know how to pray for a certain type of person 
based on what we've gone through, our unique experiences of loss and sorrow, grief and pain, prepare us to minister, to reach, to have empathy and compassion for a specific targeted group of people. And with the diversity in suffering, think of the diversity in availability and in empathy and in care and concern for every type of unbeliever out there. We're separate from unbelievers in the sense of our salvation is secure and our hope in Jesus and our relationship, but we are not so separate that we can't identify with the sinner that's lost and doesn't have the hope that we have. No, our suffering is the vehicle to which we gain understanding and empathy and a desire and a passion to reach out to those around us. Without suffering, we're cold, hard, selfish shells of shallowness and self-love, which does absolutely no one any good. I want to leave you with a verse. I'm going to actually read three verses. Because the first two give context to the third. I know you really needed to know that. Okay, so the verse is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. No, verse 7 through 9. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 5, 7 through 9. It says, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Stand firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. This verse speaks as the ultimate authority. That is my belief. And this verse confirms what I have said in this podcast. The you aren't alone, and that should bring you comfort, knowing that all around the world, other brothers, and brothers doesn't just mean males, people are suffering. And not only that, it says the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished. What does that mean? That is talking about everything I've been saying, meaning people all around the world are going through, submitting to, and coming out of the same types of trials you were in. You are not alone. There are a host of other people bearing the weight of life every day, And not only that, Jesus Christ stands with you as he stands with everyone else on the face of the earth that belongs to him and that is suffering. So that is a comfort to our hearts that we are not alone. That we may suffer and we may sorrow and we may grieve, but we are held and we are loved and we are not alone. And the, la- the first part of the verse, and the last thing I'll say, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. First of all, 
all means all. It doesn't mean part and you keep some back for yourself to chew on instead of eating your granola bar or drinking your protein shake. None of which I eat. Anyway, cast all your anxiety on the Lord. No, it doesn't do any good, Connie. It just, I, your feelings don't dictate truth. Put some action behind them. Cast all your anxieties on the Lord, for he cares for you. He cares for you is a very deep, deep, multifaceted word. Consider what is caring. Consider that God is perfect. So consider whatever level of caring he's doing is in an unbelievable, immeasurable, perfect form of it. When I think of caring, I think of not only I care about that person, I have feelings of uh, endearment and um, love and concern and I have empathy and I have, I have maybe have pity. I have a tenderness. I have a passion for that person, all of which are forms of caring on an emotional level, but it's also caring on a physical level. He cares for you is active. What are some forms of caring? Defending, providing, comforting, establishing, affirming, testing, building, redeeming, forgiving, Loving, encouraging, holding, so many. So this is saying, give the bad stuff, the anxieties, your cares. What's a care? It's anything that is weighing you down. Cast all your anxiety, your fear, your crud, your junk, your dirt. Because he's going to care for you. And that is on every level that you need to be careful of. Friends, you are far from alone. Don't believe the lies of the devil. You are cared for. And you can get through whatever you're going through. Maybe by blood, sweat, and tears and dragging yourself along the floor. But you can do it with the help of Jesus Christ. And I am glad you are here on the podcast. I have prayed for you. Do follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on this podcast and to this podcast. And again, send me your faith questions and you just might be the star of our next show. I'll see you next time. I'll be praying for you again. Have a great week. God bless.